Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. (laughs) Y'all, I'm sorry. This is Alvin and Ed Edmund here on the Old Fashioned Health Show on the Real Eleven Hundred. You always say something smart just be, <laughs> right just before I get ready to get on the air. Literally right before we come in, we be having updates from from the week and catch up on everything. Uh, and where we gonna start so from much. the from the next day? You know what, engineer? You gotta turn some lights on there because you like you about to take a nap. I'm about to take a nap with all them <laughs> lights on. The engineer got it dark up in there like we have blue lights in the basement today. <laughs> How y'all doing here on Old Fashioned Health Show? Good health inside and out. What's your plans for the Rest of the week. I already know what you're playing today because we got to go to work out the week. Yeah, we got we got to hit the film. We got to wait the rest of the week. The rest of the week. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be a photo shoot going on tomorrow. Um, yeah, and then we got to come in here on the air, and as well, I'm I'm excited. I hit the 15 year uh, anniversary mark tomorrow. Congratulations! Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. 15 years in the fashion game, um, officially, and I say officially because it started before then, but actually September. The 11th of 2005 was the very first day that I received my key and and opened the door to my very first studio here in Atlanta. Wow. And that was just such an amazing experience. And um, 15 years later, I mean, look what has, you know, manifested and God changed. Yeah. And now we're opening up a new portal, you know, um, and we're going to film and television and, and all those exciting things. So, yeah, just this. Yeah. So my anniversary date was on the 9th. The 9th? Of September. Let me tell you what was just amazing. I looked at my Secretary of State stuff. I remember when I first set it up. Yeah. September the 9th, 2007. That's how long I've been in business. Congratulations. And I was like, I didn't really realize that until, and that's one of the businesses that we both can say that just one of the businesses. Yeah. You know, we got multiple businesses. Multiple. But, but I was, that's the oldest one. I've been in business since 2007. So how do you uh, differentiate like each one? Do you, how do you, like, okay, so. Each one of my kids. Yeah, and I, you already <laughs> answered. I'm going to let it go because that's, I, how, I, that, I that's how I look at it. Like mine, yeah. tomorrow will literally be turning 15 years old and it literally started with a dollar and a dream. Like it was just. You know what mine started with? $75. Um, that's how I started my first business with $75. What did you do with the $75? Bought my hosting and my donat- domain That's what name. I'm talking about. With- but doesn't it just, it just does something to you mm-hmm. when you are able to do that and you have this official document and a physical, in some mm-hmm. some shape, form, or fashion element that says it has expanded beyond just my mind yeah. and my head now. And then I had to, and then, look, after I paid the $75, $75 for my domain name and URL and all that stuff, I didn't have enough money to pay the rest of the Secretary of State fee, so I had to wait till I got my next check to pay the hundred and something dollars was for the Secretary of State okay. fee. Um, and then I had to wait till I got my next check to pay the, the business license. It's just because I was trying to do both at the same time. But I remember speak on that part because that's the part that people don't see, don't hear, are not aware of. And that's, you know one of the obstacles that is presented, especially when you're starting a business from the ground up, mm-hmm. you know, 
and your first generation of that business, whatever it is, you literally have to create, make, figure out, and work the entire system of what's going to be the format of your company. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know? It's it's uh being uh, an entrepreneur is an absolutely wonderful thing. There's a, there's been some great. They have not even been bad, and the reason why I said they haven't been bad times, which doesn't mean that they haven't been rough times, but the times that were rough, and you stood stayed in it, helped me to get to this. Yes. Next, the next step. You you, you have to go through it to get to it, and, and we, even with the interview that we did the other day with Miss Gwen, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that was it, a good interview. Uh, Edmund did with last week you kind of you don't really want to you know spotlight and magnify the low periods because no. the high points and the journey itself sets a tone that'll get you through those mm -hmm. like you're gonna have those that's oh, yeah. that's no matter what you and do if i don't care if you have, have a job them, yeah <laughs> let me tell you my, my mother when i first got my first car when i was in college at jackson state university um i i had gone to the car wash and I opened the car door and it dinged the side of the door. Okay. And I came home, I was like, my, I scratched my car on the side. The car wasn't even a week old. And I had scratched the side of the door. I would never forget I was listening to Luther Vandross <laughs> <laughs> as I was at the car wash. And I came and I told my mother, she said, well, baby, you should be glad that you got this scratch. I said, why? She said, that's the christening part of it. She said, now you won't have an accident to tear it all the way up. You mm. needed something to break that. And I didn't. And mm. I had to have no more problems at that point. I, I scratched the car. And so I always, so that's why new cars or any car that I have, if I see a scratch or a dent on the door, yeah. it kind of makes me smile because I know what that represented to me. So I'm not that guy that parks my car sideways because I don't want you to scratch my door. Yeah. That's that's not me. I hope you don't tear my car, door, <laughs> but, I, but I'm not going to go through all the time taking up two parking spaces and it's just the car. You know, yeah. so I, I don't do all that. But, yeah, um, the other shows. So talking about our Old Fashioned Network Studios, um, I don't know if you saw the show that we posted today with Saxy Stocks. You uh, sent me the link and I started, okay. but I had so much going on. I didn't Man, get a chance. I'm going to go back and check it out. He did an amazing job. Really? He did an amazing job. Saxy okay. Stocks. If it's uh, S-A-X-Y Stocks uh, is his um uh, podcast, Sax Saxy Stocks podcast, if you want to hear. But if you go to Old Fashioned Health Network, our Facebook page, you'll get a chance to watch the video. And if you go to oldfashionedhealth.com, you'll be able to see the video as well. Um, it should be posted today, but it was great. It, he, Evan, you know how you write all the time? Mm -hmm. uh, Isaiah is his name. Isaiah sent a PowerPoint first of exactly how his show lineup was going to be blown away I know, it's 20 of us on this network nobody has sent me anything <laughs> in writing with a complete layout wow. nobody well we know gwen does on her show called senior living okay um but this guy's in a complete powerpoint with verbatim exactly how the show was gonna go we filmed that show in 15 minutes and was done get it done get it done and so he did he and he did a complete layout of what the show was about and of course it was about uh, his first show was about Robin Hood and how to set up a Robin Hood account. Okay. And I was so mesmerized about how he had everything just, it was flawless. And so the next, and he gave people a homework assignment to do. And like after that. he said, when we come back, I'm going to check your homework and see if you did what I told you to do. And I'm going to give you a definition of what each one of these means. He's an absolutely amazing guy. He did okay. a great job. And and the other guy, Financial Fit, Fitness, Jared, does a really, really good job. They're so detailed with the way they do stuff. But I would have to say Isaiah got all y'all beat. It's, 20, it's 25 of us 
23 of us on this network. Mm -hmm. And out of all the shows we do, his just, now you write all the time, so I didn't have to get any of your um, uh, layouts until actually today, I probably will from what we Verbally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all your stuff be you, verbally. Listen, you I, be pointing I, and, I, and, and I, had a situ I had a situation many, many moons ago where I, I did that, and it, it, it really kind of like, it did something to me as far as preparation and you'll be able to read about it in the okay. book you know but, but it was um, good though right yeah it was a good thing it was yeah. a, it was an amazing yeah. learning yeah. experience yeah. no 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 <laughs> the organization factor was already there i just presented it but okay. what i'm saying the the learning factor that i got out of that mm. was a very very expensive learning experience but okay. i'm glad that i did that didn't then mm -hmm. versus now there's a, there's a uh, so every once in a while i take you out to church uh -oh. there's a scripture in the bible that says write the vision to make it plain Oh, yeah. And it is so, so true. This uh, <clears throat> one of my uh, uh, bosses when I was working for Corporate America had me to come in the office one day. She said, Alan, I want to teach you something and I want you to remember this. So she opened up this Bible. And I'm like, we can't do that in Corporate America. And she said, this me and you, we're going to do this. I was like, OK. <laughs> <clears throat> and she pointed to which is the shortest uh, scripture in the Bible, shortest book in the Bible, the book of Rebecca. But it says, write the vision to make a plan. She said, from now on out, whatever you do. Of course, then years later, people start coming up with the vision boards mm -hmm. and all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. She said, write it down so you can see it. And as much as I'm bad and like you, it's in my head. I have to stop and make myself write it so I can see it. I do, and too. I'm, and I flow much better when I do that. But yeah. Even if I even if I write it and then just, like, put it away somewhere, right. I have a back. visual pictorial of me writing what it, it looks like. of what it looks like. On right. a napkin. You might see me in a restaurant right now on a napkin or Ooh, at the, at the red light right. writing on the bag of uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, <laughs> you, you eat at Dunkin' Donuts? That That's where have... I get my coffee from. Mm, okay. All right. So, look, we have a great show coming up today. Dr. Alexander, Dr. Hines, and Dr. Sewell have some great information they're going to share with you all today. Um, and I'm excited about the topics. One of the topics we want to talk about is COVID accelerating health care changes. And the question is, are you ready? That's Dr. Uh, Alexander is going to talk about that. Dr. Hines is talking about the politics of health care. I mean, they all were on the same page today. And Dr. Sewell is the impact of hate. Mm. The impact of hate. There's, oh, <clears throat> I saw country. Uh, Lovecraft country. Isn't it, doesn't it get better and better each week? I was so tired after watching that. I was like, You said you was tired? I was drained. I said, y'all doing too much. I, no, I love it. I love, yo, I love the imagination that's put in there. I love the budget that they, because you can tell there's a major budget behind it. Like, they're giving you movie effects. Yeah. Like, and that's that's normally something that you Do really you don't get, especially with the first time run of a show. I hope it's so successful. I hope it, like, literally... It is amazing, but yeah. I, don't, I don't see... I don't see them doing a lot of special effects like... What do you uh, mean? No, special effects like uh, like Independence Day or like... Um, uh, Fast and Furious. I don't see. But those are movies. You. Those are those are multi million dollar budgeted movies. But I'm talking about this is a this is a show. This is right. the first time run of a show. Here's where I see the money coming in. Is it they take it? They make it old and new at the same yeah, at the time. same time. That's what you're looking I at like, something way back in like the 50s and the 60s, but they got trap music playing in the background, and you're watching it, and your your visual interpretation of it, you're wanting to put yourself somewhere, but only thing you can split. You know what it does? It takes you out of what you're in, and it it's unpredictable. That's yeah. what I love about it. If it I'm did. sitting down to be entertained by something, I need it to captivate my mind and take me to. It. If I can predict the entire thing, then I really don't. 
I could be doing something else. And get this, you know, they and, and then they'll slip a little comical stuff in there. They will. <laughs> and and please pay attention to like the signs and stuff in the back. Did you see the library? I, yes, Did you, yes, okay, yes. so there's so many there's stories that I gotta are told watch, in it. I got to watch the other step episode again because okay. I, I, I got to watch it one more time because like y'all y'all make me tired. And, I just, and, you know what? It's funny. I, I've been doing that. Like I'll watch it. And then later on, I catch, I watch it again and try to catch something, yeah, see or even catch something yeah. that you know I may have seen or didn't see into that much yeah. detail about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so enough about love, country, Lovecraft Country. We talked about that. We're gonna go ahead on and get this show started. Y'all see, we be trying to catch up, right? Anyway, so we're gonna get this show started. We'll come back. We're gonna have, hear from Dr. Alexander. We got to hear, man. I, I, we talked for like first fifteen minutes. Oh uh, yeah. All right, y'all. This is Alvin and Edmund on the Real Eleven Hundred. fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, 
tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at smartplexatl.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all, we're back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. All right, Doc, you on the line with us? I am on the line. What's up, Doc? Gentlemen. What's going doing? on, man? Oh, man. You Happy know what? Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. And same to you. Mm -hmm. uh, have you guys been following the news lately? The, the weather? Oh, in California, I have. Okay, all right. Yeah, Cal but man, that's tragic. That is really, really yes. tragic. I'm not going to talk about the tragedy. I'm going to talk about something that just tripped me way, way out. Okay. Way out. Let's hear it. Okay. Okay. South Dakota. On September 5th, 102 degrees. Mm -hmm. On September 7th, two days later, snow. Yeah. Appreciable snow on the ground. They broke a doggone record. 102 degrees. All the way till you need a parka. It's crazy. Wow. What's, <laughs> What's your take on? on that? What's your take on that? You know, old folks say it's the end of time. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a weather. Yeah, you know what? I'm not a weatherman, and, and you know, people, you know, giving all kind of scriptures and stuff now, and, and maybe that's what it is. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stick to the medical science because uh, I, I can't explain that at all. It I just and they can't either, doctor. Uh -uh, right it's thing. just <laughs> they don't know. 102 degrees, not 100, not 90, 102 degrees. Wow. And then two days later, in 48 hours, it was snowing. 100 degree gap. Crazy. Wow. God, yeah. God, can, do, God can do some amazing things. Amazing things. And, you know, that, that kind of brings me to part of our topic today is that, you know, some of this information is getting to us so quickly because of technology. Mm -hmm. and, and there's been all these advances, you know, and I started thinking about uh, when I was a kid, you know, we used to learn about Morse code, you know, and, and the thing that was supposedly way outdated was the uh, Pony Express, you know, and telegraphs and stuff. That was outdated, but, but Morse code was still being used by the military and whatnot when I was, when I was a kid. And, and now we have, uh, you know, this, this ability to be able to see each other when we talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, how crazy is that? I mean, we thought that that was so far out in the future that, it, it would never be in our lifetime, uh, even though AT&T, I think back in the 70s and 80s, they were experimenting with it mm -hmm. already. Uh, I guess we should have known it was coming because the astronauts were already sending things back through this video kind of relays from space. Uh, you know, it was, it was fragmented and delayed and that kind of thing, but you could see these guys, you know, floating up in the air and that kind of thing. And, and um, I had an opportunity back Oh, probably about 15, 20 years ago, um, I was trying to do some things with, with uh, telemedicine then, telemedicine. And uh, it was technologies that they had used in NASA, and they call them twice-used technologies, where you take these technologies that they use in space, and when they come back, they say, well, what can we do to improve the world with these things? And, and so if you have some ideas about these things they're using, you can actually petition NASA to try and use utilize these technologies to make the world a better place mm. and you know and so we've been kind of trodden along with this whole thing with telemedicine 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 and 
and now with COVID, things have been accelerated. Yep. So where we were kind of just trotting along and everybody was kind of feeling it out and trying to figure out whether or not they were going to do it or not, when COVID hit, all of a sudden the government said, look, let's, let's relax some of the, um, the laws, you know, governing telemedicine and doctors working across state lines and all that kind of thing. We need to take care of people. Yep. And so let's accelerate this thing beyond anything we can imagine. But while that's happening, it made me think about a few things and, and some things I'm not quite prepared for as a physician. Okay. When I went to medical school, uh, I went to a, an osteopathic school for medical school, and I, I wound up doing some MD stuff later, but, I, but we were all about the holistic, the entire individual, and, and taking care of all of them from the ground floor up. And... One of the things they talked about, and I'm sure the MD schools talked about it in some ways, but we were all we were in that whole era of this holistic approach to medicine. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, and the old people kind of knew this, you know, you not only had to connect with a person with your knowledge, but you had to connect with your eyes. They had to see you mm. to see whether they trusted you. They had to look in your eyes, right? We always look in people's eyes to see if they tell them the truth. Windows. We also look in people's eyes to see if they love you, if they care about you, if they respect you. And some of these health providers couldn't really look at certain people, certain nationalities of people in their eye because they didn't really care about them, mm. you know? And, and so, so that was something they taught us. The other thing was what you said to a person. You know, did you have compassion? Mm -hmm. How did you, so you make them feel comfortable? And then lastly was the whole sense of touch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, the concept of healing comes through all of those, you know, seeing, hearing, and when you touch somebody. You know, even in the Bible, you know, everybody talked about, you know, he touched somebody and he rose. Mm -hmm. Thing that we, and, and we believe that if somebody could touch you the right way, they could heal you. Well, in this new age, we have a lot of older people who are being now required to use telemedicine in order to get some of their health care. And they realize this whole concept of seeing, hearing, touching. Mm -hmm. And now we've taken part of that away. Mm. We, can see, we can hear, but there's no touch through telemedicine. And it also is affecting me because I am a touchy person. When my patients come in, I touch them on their shoulder. I touch their hand. If they're distraught, I hold their hand. When I'm doing certain procedures, I'll hold their arm, their hand, whatever, in order to comfort them and get them to trust what I'm doing, mm -hmm. to trust my opinion uh and so that we can communicate and i can trust their opinion to see what they're feeling mm -hmm. and feel their emotions that whole thing is changing now mm -hmm. and what we have to do is we have to prepare ourselves for this new medicine uh you know when you go into a doctor's office now or you go into a hospital if you're having a procedure you can't take all your loved ones with you nope that physical mental support is a part of the healing process mm -hmm. of like, you know, I feel their energy. I can get through this procedure. That's no longer there. Uh, when you go into a doctor's office, even for, you know, a small procedure or just going to review your labs, 
that doctor now says, you know, we don't have a waiting room. We don't have um, the ability for other people to come into the to the um, to hear the information. So we're sending people in, and they're only getting one opinion of what that doctor talked about. When oftentimes you take in one or two people with you so they can hear the message and hear exactly what the doctor was saying. Because a lot of times that person who was listening, they kind of blank out. So if you give them some bad news, and, and this is one thing I had to learn over the years. If I said, you have something going on here that we need to investigate, it does not appear to be cancer. Once they hear the word cancer, <laughs> they did not hear it does not appear to be. Right. Right. So I'll give you a, a good example of it. There was a, a, a bug that we called Gardnerella in, back in the day, called Gardnerella. Bacteria, they changed the name, fortunately, to bacterial vaginosis, something that affected women for the most part, causes vaginal discharge, wasn't really sexually transmitted or anything, but, you know, it was a problem. So, you know, I told this woman, I said, you know, you have Gardnerella. I get a call a few minutes later. She was there by herself. All she could hear was gone. Right? Gone. Mm. And when she gets home, her husband's calling me, you know, and he's reading me the riot act because he said his wife has been faithful and blah, blah, blah. And all he was talking about was gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, you have to be careful in the way that you present things. But when you now don't have other people to hear the message, uh, it changes how the message is being delivered or how it's being accepted. Yes. Uh, so we have to watch that. We also have to watch in pediatrics. You know, we used to send both parents in with the child. Now in the pediatric offices, only one parent can come in. Mm. And so, you know, that causes a whole different dynamic because you're depending on that one parent to bring you back all the information that before two parents were getting together. Yep. Let me ask so, you a question, Doc. Yes. So I'm thinking from a business standpoint, <clears throat> is that is that a plus for a doctors that are in private practice for themselves to be able to allow that service um, that you couldn't normally get in a regular hospital type setting. So for instance, at your private practice where you can practice, there's still physical contact. There's still an opportunity for my loved ones or someone to come back and talk to me. Is that like a plus for those that, that are in private practice? Well, it, it, it's a plus in a lot of ways if you can have you know, people there because you connect with the entire family. And if you're a family practitioner, like I was for so many years, I do aesthetics now, but uh, how I was for so many years, I connected with the entire family. I mean, I took care of the grandma. I took care of the grandfather. Uh, sometimes it was the great-grandmother, all the way down to the great-grandchildren. Wow. And, and, and that's an honor to be able to do that. You do that through being able to connect to people directly, being able to talk to them, touch them, sit down and laugh with them, that kind of thing. With telemedicine, everything is pretty much time-based and scheduled. So we hit the chief complaint. Uh, we know that clock is running, and you got to get to the next patient because the next patient is already scheduled 15 minutes later. Mm. Uh, all the labs and everything are very, very packaged and concise mm -hmm. and you give them the information the necessary information and you hit it and you quit mm -hmm. so uh, medicine is changing and we have to get prepared for that and in some ways you really don't need to go in and sit with a doctor because um, he may just be giving you some some lab data but at the same time 
hearing him, seeing him, feeling his energy, seeing how he feels about something mm-hmm. does make a difference in how you feel about that entity. Whether you feel like it's something that's going to, you know, kill you or whether it's something that, well, you know, me and the doctor are going to work about together. But, you know, once we become very impersonal with this thing, I don't know where it's going. I don't know how it's going to affect me and whether it's going to make me more callous to my patients because I can't touch them and feel them and see them in the same way. Now, now does that apply to uh, all medical physicians or, or is that a hospital uh, requirement? If you have your own private practice, can you do it the way you want to do it? Like some gas stations are full service and some of them are not. Is that, can, can it be like that? That's a great question. Uh, you can, but many people are still trying to practice being responsible during COVID. And so COVID itself means that you can't have too many people coming in because you increase the number of germs that are going to be within that facility. And what you don't want is for someone to have COVID and, and maybe a whole family having COVID, spread that all through the office. Even though you're disinfecting, you may not be able to disinfect enough. And then someone else comes in and they get it because your place was not um, sterilized properly or you had too many people in the building at one time. Mm-hmm. So even though everyone's out and they're partying together and they're going to restaurants together, we're still spreading COVID at a very high rate, and there's still a very significant death rate from COVID. So as physicians, we are taking a non-political stance, and that is what we took an oath for, and that is to do no harm. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to take care of people as opposed to take care of the politics of taking care of people. So that's why we we now have all these different um, uh, policies. And and you know what? They're good policies because we've had infectious diseases before that probably did transmit through hospitals. And and not probably, they did. Mm -hmm. And through offices because maybe our standard wasn't high enough as far as, you know, cleanliness and that kind of thing. We, We sterilized certain things, but we didn't sterilize everything. Now I sterilize, when you come in, if you touch something, you touch the knobs, whatever, we're wiping down before you come in and before you go out. Wow. Good policy. It's like we're in a a touchless society. (laughs) Everything from your food, like everything, even like basically like automated representatives on the phone. Back in the day, you could call and speak with someone directly. Now you have to talk to a machine operator, and you continuously you can push the button mm-hmm. and go to her. You okay. aren't even able Press to do that anymore. Press zero, or you say representative. Now she's still talking to you. Well, can I help you? What's your number? What's your this? What's your that? Where in, in the back in the day you could speak with someone, and I still be trying to talk to her. I'd be tearing my phone. I know you be pissed. I know you be mad. Ooh wee. But you know, like our procedures in the office. When I was doing, you know, facial procedures with fillers and Botox, when I do those. I didn't even use a mask before, you know, mm. because it was it was not I wasn't really cutting someone open. But now I have a mask and a shield on when I'm taking care of someone. Okay. So, you know, and that's that's just good practice. I mean, you know, because you can breathe in infectious disease. So what I'm going to tell everybody is now is that, you know, we do have to think about how we're going to access care. And the main thing is you have to have flexibility and you have to be adaptable because otherwise, if you don't adapt to the system, you're going to get very frustrated when you can't see. And a lot of older people are becoming getting anxiety because they're frustrated that they haven't seen their doctor for six months or a year. And then his first appointment to go over labs and things with you is a telemedicine. Mm -hmm. I've seen this personally 
uh, with my family accessing their physicians. And uh, it caused a lot of anxiety, and I tried to explain to them, for some things you don't need to do it, but I understand what they're saying. I still need to know who my doctor is and who's coming after me. So flexibility, adaptability, let's make sure that we're, we're well taken care of. And then if things are moving too fast, stop your doctor and say, hey, I need to see you. Okay. Doc, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Thank you for all the great information you, you um, sent to us. Next week I want you to talk about uh, doctor doing, doing the home visit like they used to do a long time ago. <laughs> I used to do that years ago. I don't know about I'll, I'll do it again, but I used to do home visits with my little black bag. Wow, all right. All right, Doc, thank you so <laughs> much. We're all right, thanks, Doc. Have a good one. Be safe, be blessed. All right, all right. All right y'all, we had Dr. Alexander there. We're going to uh, come back. We're going to just do a quick, quick commercial, then we come back. We got Dr. Hines on the line waiting us. We'll be right back. At Just for Pets Wellness Center, our expert veterinary team provides personal, professional, and compassionate services to your beloved pets. You can rely on us for pet wellness exams, medical care and treatments, dentistry, and surgical care. We provide a clean, safe, and caring environment for dogs, cats, and pocket pets with exceptional care, always the standard. We're doggone good and the cat's meow. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Kids follow your lead. Help them stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. And cover coughs and sneezes. Clean and disinfect the objects you touch often, like your phone, the remote, and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're the one who's sick, stay home. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring, and we care about your family. For more info, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. This is Alvin. And Edmund. All right, y'all. We got Dr. Hines on the line. Doc, how you doing? Hello, how are you all doing this week? Hey, lady, doing well. Good, good, good. Hope everybody has had a great week. Yes. did. Doc, I got to tell you something. What's that? Edmund, you know, Doc did a little uh, PSA on Facebook the other day. Okay. And you'd be surprised how many people be watching. I had a friend of mine that called me and said, oh, so Doc did a PSA. She looked good. She, I said, was you paying attention to the message that she gave on the PSA? <laughs> yeah, now I'm wearing my mask right now. So see, and she think I just be messing with her. But so uh, your public service announcement worked. So we have a group now that are wearing their mask the correct way. Yes. They, I think they listen to Platinum. You got to wear, wear it the right way in order to be effective and you know, to be safe. Right. And they listen to blondes better. They just seem to not want to hear what we tell them. They, yeah. Is that what it is? I think that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with that. Whatever works. How about I get the message out? That works for me. You did a great job, Doc. Thank you so much. I think that was timing. Thank I was like, man, that was you. great. Thank you so much. So tell us what your show so is about. A, so I put another one out today. Oh, really? um, there's another one out on my page. I'll okay. Tag, I, I keep forgetting to tag Old Fashioned Health. I don't know why I'm that way. I'm following But anyway, you. Yeah, but that's okay. I will tag. I did one today about, um, because as we know, it is, we're getting closer and closer to Election Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, our show today talked about the politics and health care and how those two things meet um, and how important it is. So we had our guest, the, the lovely and wonderful, honorable, uh, mayor Janquel Peters. She is the, I believe, the immediate past mayor of East Point, Georgia. Okay. Um, so we had her on the show um, talking about politics and health care. And so 
the PSA that I did today was about um, mail-in voting here in Georgia. Um, and so mail-in voting starts in about five days. And so I put in a link on the Facebook post as well as to how you get information about how to do that. Um, you know, that, of course, you got to make sure that you're registered so you can check to make sure that you're registered. And that's very important because, um, you know, many people, for whatever reason, get put off the voter registration rolls. And so you still have time to get yourself re-registered or to register for the first time because voter registration deadline is October 5th. So you've got a whole, whole almost a whole month mm-hmm. um, to get that in. Um, voting by mail starts uh, September 15th, so in five days. Uh, early voting, which is the in-person voting, starts um, October 12th. And from what I understand, they are putting in the safety measures, you know, that are required for social distancing and, and all of that. But, of course, you'll make sure to wear your mask the proper way. Um, and then, of course, Election Day is uh, November 3rd. Yep. So, you know, we're kind of down to the wire with two weeks um, with that. And, you know, just today's show, the whole point was to demonstrate how something that you, you know, because a lot of people don't think that their health care is related to politics. Um, but, of course, with health care spending and that being on Medicare, Medicaid, and the Affordable Care Act, the federal government spends somewhere around $2 trillion, with a T, um, dollars on health care. So, of course, you know that there's not that much money going out and nobody's trying to control it. So, you know, just trickling it down to the local level, um, you know, of how those budget expenditures are allocated um, that we need to hear from from the constituency, from the voters who, you know, need to go to meetings or send a representative or write to their elective, you know, their elected officials, um, letting them know what's important to them, not just about health care, but about anything in general. Um, because as Mayor Peters pointing out, pointed out, I'm sorry, as Mayor Peters uh, pointed out, um, the things that end in the budget that end up in the budget are the things that are the priority. Mm-hmm. So, if you want something to be a priority for your community or for your county, you know your state, then you got to let your elected officials or you know the people that are running for office, you got to let them know this is important to to my community, to me, to my community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's just tremendously important. So, we talked about the three major things: you know, Medicare, Medicaid, and the Affordable Care Act. Um, with Medicare being the the largest or the lion's share of the health care budget um, in this country every year, um, and what's happening, what's going to happen over the next 10 years, so the baby boomers are the biggest consumers of Medicare. Mm-hmm. And right now, there are about, as of today, there are about 60 million people that are eligible for Medicare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how many are exactly enrolled, but 60 million. Now, Ten years from now, all of the baby boomers will be at least 65 years old. Mm. There are 73 million baby boomers alive today in this country. How many? So, 73 million. Wow. Wow. So, we are a country of 310, 320 million. Right. So, you're looking at almost one-third of the population in 10 years is going to be over 65. So how that comes into play in terms of politics is the budget expenditure. 
because we're going to add 10, 13 more people to the Medicare eligibility role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but are we going to, is the healthcare spending going to keep pace with that? Well, so far, probably not, um, you know, because every election season, um, the funding over Medicare is a big, is a big topic. Right. Um, and there's always the thing of Medicare could run out of money. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you are, you know, if you are in your 30s, 40s, this is something that you need to pay attention to because 65 comes faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, no. And you want to make sure. Yeah. And you want to make sure that, you know, the people that are elected to be the good stewards of our money um, are doing what they're supposed to do. Well, if, if what we're seeing right now is, is any indication we might not have nothing left in a couple of years. Well, you know, I, I think that there will always be. I think that that a part of me wants to think that that is just a political tactic hmm. to get people to listen. Because, of course, if you say, you know, I've been working 30 years, I paid into this system 30, 40 years, I paid into the system. What do you mean there's not going to be any money there for me? And I paid into it. Right. Um, so people get very, very involved and very, very up in arms about that. And rightfully so. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that there will that there will be ever a time where Medicare does not have um, appropriate funding. I, I just honestly just don't see that happening. Um, but you may see a decrease in benefit because if there is not enough money in the pot for everybody that's eligible, then they're going to have to be cut. And Doc, that's the reason why I think preventive care is important. Most um, certainly. If you're doing things to try not to have to, um, you know, need um, need the service, then you are, in other words, do what you can to to have a good quality of life. So um, high blood pressure pills or dab, dab, you know, different things that if you're not doing the sure. right things, habits and practices, then you will end up in that line needing needing this, that, and the third, you know. Sure. So, and and you may in, you may do all the right things and still end up. In that, in that yeah. situation. I mean, exactly. because look at what's happening now with COVID. That's right. You know, there are a lot of people that were previously healthy. They may have been up in age, but mm-hmm. they were relatively healthy. You know, right. they had well-controlled this, that, or the other, or they had no disease process at all. Right. And now they get sick with this virus. And, you know, previously we thought that either you were going to be so young that you weren't going to be affected at all, mm-hmm. or you were going to be so old or so infirmed that you would get it and die. Right. And what we're finding out is that there are there's a whole spectrum of in between those two extremes. Well, we would we would have known that, but I think somebody lied to us is what I'm finding out. That's what <laughs> you, I heard. You know, you know. I, uh, oh my gosh, that just makes my blood boil. A, it as, just as it a, just really does because when I think about the 190 million Americans who have died mm-hmm. to date, okay. When I think about my colleagues who have been on the front line and when we were early on the front line without adequate PPE or without enough, you know, quantity of PPE to really do what we did, what we needed to do, but we were still showing up and still taking care of patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, some of my colleagues have gotten sick. Some of my colleagues have died. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a result of that, in addition to, you know, other people's family members. Um, it just really makes me sick to my stomach. 
because this could have been this could have been different. And I'm, I'm not saying that that President Trump is responsible for the virus being in this country. I think that that's a step too far. However, um, you know, when you look at the messaging that is put out about wearing a mask and how that was trivialized and made into a political thing of either you believe in science or you don't believe in science or you want your freedom or you don't care about your freedom or being a sheep or, you know, all of that nonsense. Well, they, they call those lies wildly. Yes. <laughs> I can say it. Yeah, all that lying he did. You can, I can yeah. say that. Yeah, all that lying he did, it was unnecessary. And a lot of lives have been lost. A lot uh, of yeah. doctors have put a lot of them, uh, put themselves yeah. at risk. You going out there every day, doing the best you can, not having the equipment you need. Mm-hmm. All because uh, somebody else wants lies, like, I'm going to play it down. Hey, but because you and don't want to cause. And the reason for that. I mean, you know, because the argument that he made, you know, I didn't want to cause mass panic. But you that's called a, him. That's a, that's a valid argument. And I get that. But there are ways to message and there are ways to package your message so that you inform the public of what they need to know and what they need to do to protect themselves. And I think about how, like, in the early parts of this pandemic, being in the ER and people were coming in just tremendously sick and dying. Mm -hmm. And just how demoralizing that was to be in that space where you are doing the best you can to help people and the best you can is just not good enough. Right. right. And, and it, it, I, I just can't. It, ugh, I just can't even with him. And, and a lot of people wasn't able to necessarily see a lot of what was taking place behind the scenes. You know, periodically we would get an interview right. where some, you know, some of the nurses and the doctors would just, you know, break down and give the honest truth of what was taking place. Yeah. But do right. you know a lot of people were just at home watching it and that affected them? But definitely it would have more had it had been some type of way of actually seeing what was taking place to see how hard this situation was really impacting and, and, and taking lives. Well, and know? it didn't have to be sure. this bad. Had the lie not been told to just say, I'm trying to keep down uh, people from being hyster- uh, hysterical about it, but you still huh. prevent, you still you know, telling people to move to the suburbs because we're going to tear up stuff. Now what's the difference? <laughs> well, even, even if it had been a thing of, even if you didn't want to say how deadly this thing was, because in truth, what that was going to do was cause a run on the hospitals that were already being overwhelmed with people who were really, really sick. Um, so, so there is a path of, of logic there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if he had just gotten on, done a press conference and said, look, this is a little bit worse than the flu. We need to wear your mask and social distance. Right. And it's, and it's going to be a hard thing to do. But we have to do it for a short period of time, and then we all can be better. Right. The yeah. message was that simple. Mm-hmm. And people would have listened to him because he is the president of the United States, whether you voted for him or you didn't. He is still, he's still POTUS, right? Yep. And he has an incredible platform and a, a wide range, and it could have just been that simple, and there would not have been all of this that has come up. Well, you know, it, 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 it's just it's it, it's mind boggling. And you wonder why people don't trust politics and politicians. But but but, Doc, you know, it's, you know? Al- it, it's almost uh, it, it's almost like saying uh, people don't trust politicians. But when you get a good doctor like I, I, I know how you are as a doctor, as a physician. So I would defend that no all doctors are not like that. 
Um, well, that's true, but there's still a lot of mistrust. I mean, you know, I have, I am, I always try to be as transparent and as honest and as sensitive with my honesty as I possibly can. And, you know, and sometimes I have to give people devastating news. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing of it is, if I decided to withhold important information like that, I could be rightfully accused of malpractice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Well, well and then, you I, know, I, uh, I, I will also say this and, and then we won't keep it too much longer. Um, the reason why I'm holding them totally responsible for this, although it could have, uh, it possibly could have caused mass hysteria, I don't think it would have. But if you decide not to, but you send super spreaders out there by him not telling the truth, he said, "Well, I'm just going to keep it down, so I'm just going to turn in turn, just send right. super spreaders." Which were the people that he said, "Don't wear no, ma- you don't have to wear a mask." You, you know, they they start getting in their mind about you taking my rights. So now what you're doing? You're sending super spreaders out there. You know this right. is bad. So he is totally. You made it, you made it possible for this made it possible. to get this bad. You enabled yes. is, people to go out there. I cannot disagree with that. Yep. So I totally put the whole weight on his shoulder. You decide this is the job you want and it's responsible for you to be responsible for your people. So that's the end of it so for him. So as far as I'm concerned, he, he just, he's about himself. But Sure. Well, and, and that goes back to the politics of healthcare, Mm -hmm. because going forward, of course, we don't know how this is going to look six months, three months from now, six months from now. Um, But I predict that there will be a tremendous amount of disability as a result of COVID infection. Yes, indeed. And best Um, both. Because we are seeing it. I mean, you know, of course, we have known about the lung manifestations for a while. um, But now we're seeing, you know, the endocarditis, the myocarditis, excuse me, the inflammation of the muscle of the heart. I'm so glad you told us what that was because I was Um, like. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, So we're seeing that now, you know, I think up in um, Pennsylvania, I think that the, um, the discoveries have been made and the cases are being reported. Um, out of Pennsylvania that they're seeing this. And this is something that doesn't kill you immediately, but it is something that has a tremendous impact on your ability to function. So, you know, if you are someone who is previously healthy and you've got another 20, 30 years to work, you may not be able, from a health standpoint, you might not be able to continue in that job. Hmm. And that has tremendous impacts on your livelihood, on your family, Um, you know, so it's not, you know, I tell people that, you know, death is bad, but there are worse things. Living with something that is, is disabling Mm -hmm. can be bad as well on many, many levels. Um, and you know, and and like I said, just, just thinking about, I was thinking about that as I was driving into the show and, and I'm just so, I I don't even have words for it, Mm. you know, because people believed him. Yep. Yep. I've, I've ran into people yeah. I've talked to that just like, you cannot convince them. It's uh-huh. almost like, it's like they just possess. And I have a really, this, this <laughs> lady, we're really cool, really good friends. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. And she tried to explain to me why he's such a great president and all the great things he's done. And mm-hmm. I'm, and, it, and to hear her say it, it made my heart hurt because she really, truly believes everything about him. And she don't think he's done anything ever wrong in his life. To the point where I didn't even want to debate her because I felt like she was just she was and, lost. And you know I, I don't even continue in that debate you want to yeah. you want to believe what you want to believe that's fine I hope and pray that people don't have to learn a hard lesson mm. in a bad way mm-hmm. 
that that's my that's where I am now that I'm like, you know what, if you want to go ahead on and believe this, you know, the saying goes, God looks out for babies and fools. <laughs> I hope that you fall into that category and, <laughs> and that you continue to go forth with the protection and that and that you don't have to come face to face with this monster. Right. One way or another. Wow. Yep. Well, you doc, know, Doc, I really thank you so much. You you have thank really. You. really um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And continue to do what you're doing, spreading out those tidbits. I of, uh, will. Information. Thank you so yes. much. Please let us know when that uh, video comes out uh, that you. Um, yes, did. I, I will. So, Alvin is so mm-hmm. funny. So, last weekend, I um, got to participate in a music video. Oh, was, oh you didn't know that? Amazing. What, what artist? Um, so, I'm going to be in a music video, and I can't tell you anything more about it because okay. the song is, is not out, and the video is not, obviously, it's not finished yet. Okay. Um, but I, well, as soon as I can share, I definitely will share. We're going to play the song on um, on the on the show. I want to see the video. And, and all of that. Oh, my gosh. You I know what? I want to see the video. So, and I want to tell people, I'm in the video, but I'm in my professional dress, in my white coat, and, and, and a dress. So, there's nothing, all you know, salacious totally, going on with totally it. Totally you know? made up. I mean... Really, really made up. Just really ready for TV. Nice. I mean, just take a straight, straight <laughs> nice. to TV Can't right now. Oh yeah, it's, it's all that. You okay. should hear him talk about it in the studio. We yeah, she ready for TV already. <laughs> doc, thank you so oh, much. You know I appreciate I'm you. Embarrassed. Y'all have a great week. You too. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> Bye now. Be safe. Be blessed. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Hines. Dr. Hines did such a great job. Make sure you uh, check her out on on our Old Fashioned Health Network Facebook page, and you get a chance to uh, listen to her live streaming videos and the stuff that she brings every Thursday at 11 o'clock. Right? Yeah. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Medical Minutes with Dr. Hines. All right, y'all. We're going to be back. We're going to play you a little music. You know, we're going to drop you a little of uh, Natalie Cole here and a little Luther, and then we're going to come back and Edmund and I are going to take it on to the house with a few more songs and a few more conversations. All right? All right. We'll be right back.
All right, that was Miss Natalie Cole, one of my favorite, favorite all-time singers. Um, we have Dr. Sewell on the hold. Did not realize that Dr. Sewell had already called in. I had a miss that. I, we was thinking that she was not going to be online with us, but she's only going to be here for a couple of minutes, and then we're going to take the break and then bring in for the rest of her segment. All right, Doc, you there? Yes, I am. How are you gentlemen doing? Hey, Doc, doing well. How you doing? I'm doing well. How so you like Natalie I, Cole before you get started? We, we <laughs> don't even let you get into your segment until the second half, all right? How you like Natalie Cole? No, I, I think she is great, and she was a very versatile artist. She, she was extremely versatile. That's what I, I liked about her. Um, the song that you, This Will Be, that's actually my favorite song mm-hmm. by, by her. I just like that riff that she has in the middle. I know, right? Um, if you if you ever get an opportunity, um, she, I think she had like, like two autobiographies. I'm not sure, but one I read, and it was really she was very honest, not just about her drug use, but it was about um, her spirituality, mm. you know. And it wasn't, and it and it was a really good autobiography. I mean, with expletives and all, it, it shows that she was really down to earth, but she had to struggle with some things, you know, particularly her her blackness so to speak because of how her mother was and because of how her father was and her growing up in 60s and 70s you know and being privileged it was mm-hmm. very interesting book it's very interesting book when you get a chance um text the name of that because alvin's face over here is like you just put him in a whole nother place like he was not aware of that so <laughs> i'm 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 feeling what you bring to the table today you kind of shocked wait. him a little bit sure with what he, like, please send the name of that book so I'm he can gonna get look, that i'm gonna look for it i'm gonna when i get out there I'm gonna, but I'm you don't google know the it. name of it you, i'm gonna i'm gonna google natalie cole's biography right she says she had they have she's had has numerous ones so this particular one spoke on her spirituality watch them all. okay no you got to read them all <laughs> Did you it's say a book? Book? And then I thought it's, just, it's not an audio. audio uh, it's, it's not a not, movie. It's not a YouTube. No. It is. A, it's a. It's a book, sir. If it's audio, I try not to do audio. I try no to pictures. keep my mind a, a little sharp. I do. I do try to do that. Audio is good for. And, and all of us are busy people, but I kind of try to keep my mind focused and, and looking at words because you know it's easy to get lazy. You know Ooh, that. Because yeah. doc, you know, writing this book, loud have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> we. Oh my God! But I have. So I'm 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 writing a book in conjunction with Dr. Sewell and some other doctors, and I'm having the most amazing time. Doc, let me tell you, I was uh, going over my book yesterday, mm-hmm. and I already know something you're gonna point out about my book. I can say I could hear her now mm-hmm. saying I'm trying to get on somebody because I there's a part of my book. So my part is the is the cookbook piece of it, right? Okay. But I write article information in there about the cook along with the cookbook. But I kind of go in on a few things that's related to genetically modified foods. And I kind of quote as to why uh, the way the current administration has relaxed so many things that people mm-hmm. are not you don't they, it's not even required to put certain things on the label anymore. So you don't know if you're eating something that's genetically modified or not. And then the way they changed it, the way they changed the labeling, they made the label look like a farm, like something real healthy. But right. just to throw right. you off. But I put all that in the cookbook. But I knew she going to look at it and marketing. say, mm-hmm. I, I know she's going to look at it and say, you're just trying to get on these folks. But I'm, I'm even with water. I will give you all this hint. Did you know water was a food? Water is a food? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Water is a food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's in the book, too. Don't just drop me off a few little nuggets. But see, I'm, I'm the one that's kind of holding up because I've been really working on mine. Are you putting recipes in there? Uh-huh. You said working on it. He's been really working on it. Did you hear that? Did you, see, did you catch that? I got three doctors <laughs> that are. Listen, all of us that are involved are using this 
this book as a as a segue because the the big art the big book that I want to write is dealing with African American uh, mental health in African American communities. Um, so uh, anyway, all of them are segues. So we're just talking about stuff like things to look for during right. the pandemic and right. how to take care of yourself. Do you need so there are nuggets and for the larger book, but I know you guys have to go to commercial break. Am I correct? Yeah, with yeah that? he's he's, he's about to go to break okay. now. We'll be right back. Okay. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. Are you looking for compassionate, knowledgeable, and affordable pet care? Then Just for Pets Wellness Center is just right for you. We are located in the Bella Rosa Shopping Plaza at 8911 Daniels Parkway, Suite 7 in Fort Myers, Florida. We are open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And on Saturdays, by appointment. Call us today at 239-270-5721 or visit us at www.just4petsfl.vet. And we're on Facebook and Instagram, too. All right, y'all. Doc, you there? I, I am. The name of the book by uh, Natalie Cole is called... Wow, I just had it. Hold on for a minute, because I was looking through my Kindle. Okay. Um, it's called Love Brought Me Back. Love Brought Me Back. Um, mm-hmm. And it's Love Brought Me Back, uh, colon, A Journey of Loss and Gain. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that. Thanks for sharing that. Doc, you have an interesting topic today. It's called... Well, actually, I'm going to switch on you. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch. So I know I was going to do a topic on the impact of hate. And, and on one of my shows, I am going to do um, the politics of hate as well. Okay. Um, but let me tell you what. I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch out because there, there are some things that I see going on that myself and some of my other cohorts are kind of dealing with. You know, when you get in your 50s, you deal with a lot of people dealing with sickness and illness. Mm-hmm. Um people getting older. So I kind of wanted to touch on that mm-hmm. um, a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah. Sir. yeah. Yep. Okay. You know how they do so in the Baptist I know church. Not, I know preach, it's preach. not the most mm-hmm. pleasant topic, but that, that's the reason I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Um, what I wanted to do is talk about the importance of communication before a person's transition mm. and sometimes during, meaning death. Some people don't like to use the term death. It is what it is. So we'll say transition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about mental health, and I'm going to I'm going to make um, all of it brief. Alvin, I know you have talked, you've had people come on and talk about this on several shows, and I know we've talked about this. Try to get some of your things in order before anything happens. Even if you're walking around healthy, even if you don't have any children, it does not matter. Please have some of your please, please have as many papers in order as you possibly can. That's the first thing. Would you be in agreement with that? Totally. So when I <laughs> when I say papers, 
I'm talking about life insurance policy. Mm. People will say all the time, like, you don't have any kids. Why you have life insurance? And I tell them because when I, when I pass away, I do not want people taking up a collection mm. trying to bury me. Mm. Okay? Um, that's, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is if you know what you want in your obit, if you want a service, please go, please go ahead and write it out. It sounds morbid. But please go ahead and write it out because sometimes people don't know what to say and sometimes people are too distraught to write anything out. Okay? So that's very important. Um, the, the third thing that I want to say is this. And these are things that you really need to put in order. Even if you have papers, please tell somebody where they are. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine that lives out of state and she said she and her mom were having a conversation and she said, okay, but well, where are your papers? The mother has papers but told her, why, why are you trying to treat me like a child? Hmm. Really? Hmm. Really? <laughs> hmm. I don't have to guess what culture that was. <laughs> 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 You're trying to kill me. <laughs> so, so but, the, but the point being is not about that. And then a lot of people don't like to have those conversations because you may be dealing with someone who's terminally ill and you're trying to, you know, keep that person positive, but sometimes you're just like, but if I ask them where their papers are, they're going to think I'm being negative. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the people who are going through that particular process that know that they're terminally ill, they don't even want to discuss it, and they'll get upset and cuss you out. Well, here's the thing. You're going to have to go ahead and cuss me out, okay? You need to make, if you are a person who is a caregiver or you are a relative of a person who is, a caregiver, particularly if it's someone in your family, if you have to pick up the slack because the other person is doing the physical labor and you have to be the one that gets cussed out because I've seen people who they don't want to ask their mom this, they don't want to ask their sisters this, they don't want to ask their brothers because they're like, I'm trying to be respectful. I know she's going to get upset. Sometimes people have to get upset. It's a process. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is it causes stress for the people around you. So this is what I want you to think about. Somebody, somebody passes away, and I'm sure all of us have seen this. Now, I will say this. The people in my family are good about having their papers. I, w- I will say that in, mm-hmm. in, most, in most telling people where they are. But here's a stressor. You, somebody is, is terminally ill. They might be in the final stages of whatever, or you think they are. You don't know where their papers are. So when they pass away, you're running around trying to find out what, where everything is. Yes. That's, a stre- that, that's a stressor. Yep. That, 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 is, that is an absolute stressor. Um, here's, here's the other thing that I want um, a person to think about in that particular situation. Sometimes people are too distraught. Some, you know, some people take death really hard. Yep. And they're too distraught to sit down and write out an obituary or what, what is it that I, that I want to say about this person. And for some people, if you know that you've pretty much been mean for the majority of your life and the average person doesn't particularly care for you, Go ahead and write your obituary out because they're not going to have that much to say about you. Right. You raised hell so all this, that time, and now you want somebody right. to say something hell sweet. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm being honest. I, I, am being, I am being very honest. <laughs> write out. Write out what your instructions are, what you want. For the caregivers, I want to say to them, try to, if you have the option to, to have relief, take that option. Mm. Take that option. Because what I see with a lot of older um, black people, especially, they're like, no, I can do it. I can take care. Here's the thing. The people that are closest to them, not the people they're taking care of, but the people that are closest to them, they're stressing the people out that are closest to them or either they are fussing, you know, fussing at them or, or trying to argue with them over certain things. So 
and and it's because it's because they don't want to acknowledge that they're tired. It's right. okay to acknowledge that you're tired. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you love that person less. It doesn't mean that you're less of a person. Right. So here's the thing. If you have that option, take it. Here's the other thing I want to say to you. If the person that you're taking care of has more money than you, it is okay to say to them, hey, is it okay if I use some of your money to have somebody come in to take care of you at least two, at least two days out of the week? Or one day out of the week. What I see with a lot of people, too, particularly in certain generations, they're like, well, I don't want them to feel like they're they're losing. They're already kind of losing their independence. Okay, but you're going broke. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're going broke because you're trying to take care of other people. You're already running yourself ragged. You're going broke. It's okay. And for the people who are sick, once you, <clears throat> once you find out that you're, t- that, that you're ill, it doesn't mean that it's the end, but if you have money be considerate enough to say look i have some money set aside for you having to take me to the doctor's appointments for you having to do certain things okay before you before you become sometimes when people become too ill and i'm not saying use their money because i do know i do know people like that as well i think everybody has at least one person in their family you're like i don't want you in the house taking care of anybody because you will take everything (laughs) (laughs) so i'm definitely not so i'm definitely not talking about um, those things, but but I am talking about it is very imperative that the caregiver takes care of themselves. It's imperative that the person who is sick, um, if you know, before they get too ill, particularly if it's a situation where they may be terminal, is imperative that they let they communicate with those individuals, the individual that they trust, what's going on, even all the way down to the health, even all the way down to the health, so people know what the expectations are and they're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, but most importantly, take care of this stuff before you get sick. You don't have to have money to take care of a lot of things. You don't have to take care of money. to. You can always tell people where your life insurance policy is. One, one thing about older people, and, and, and I can say for the older people that I know a lot, of course, who are deceased at this point, so I'm saying like the people who would now be in their 90s or something like that, they got those little bitty insurance policies. Now, they didn't carry that much, but they got, they got enough. It was enough. Yep. Where they could where they could bury, right? Yeah, I mean where they could bury something. Right now, both my parents have their headstones for their grave. Wow! Every time every time we go out to the gravesite to put flowers on on one headstone, we see that we I see their name and date of birth. All they're doing is waiting for the end date. All all of their stuff is taken care. It's paid for. It's paid for. And it's very important if you have the ability to do that, start working on that as soon as possible. Yep. That is that is that is one in and and definitely these are some very uncomfortable conversations and Alvin and I it's funny you brought this topic up because we were talking about it at the head of the show and we literally were talking about yes preparation of whatever you have or you know whatever your final requests are or who you're leaving what who's going to receive all of your you know belongings right. and, right. and you because you don't want people fighting over your stuff when you're gone and, and I just don't want the federal government to get my stuff that's what I like <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want them to have it. can you imagine all this stuff going back your millions of dollars go back to the government oh, man I'm gonna have to get up that would not work for me but, so it's go- just very, but it is just very important because I see people in the community that do not take care of themselves and like I said it's a you know it's, it's a um, couple of us as you start getting older you, you start seeing a lot of that, particularly if you have family members that, mm-hmm. that usually live for a long period of time. Um, I, I have um, a lot of associates who have grandparents now who have dementia, and they're watching their mother or father try to take care 
of that parent and it's becoming very stressful for the parent and then the parent is stressing out their children um and, and it's and it's a lot of that because then that child is trying to take care of the parents help the parent with their mental health relieve that because mm-hmm. you know a lot of us are not going to go to a therapist nope. so mm-hmm. they're trying to relieve particularly of a certain generation so we're trying to help relieve that stress while helping to relieve while you know looking at some other situations with people in the process of transitioning to a different part of their life and sometimes where people just flat out transitioning mm-hmm. Transition to the other side. And, it's, and again, it's just things that happen. So that's why I wanted to um, discuss that really briefly. Like I said, it's not a pleasant topic, but it is what it is. Definitely. Doc, is there a certain document that you recommend to the listeners that they that would make it a little easier? I think a lot of times with uh, with that, that preparation can become frustrating trying to get everything in one place. Like, where do you put it at? Like, as far as, you know, your credit cards and insurance policies and all of this information. I know I had come across one a while ago at, uh, I think it was like uh, some type of insurance agency where you literally can list your wishes, like you said, whatever you want on your oh, obituary, yeah. right. you that whole that. And then sometimes you can just put your papers. I, I know with my um, grandmother and grandfather, they kept everything in a safe. Okay. And it was, and it was a few, and, and it was me, my mom, and I think somebody else may have had to, combination to it but they kept everything my grandmother had papers from oh i think she had her her mother's birth certificate i think i mean she had not her mother's but um maybe her father's i think but she had papers all the way back and she kept them in order and she showed us where they were and she told us where they were even with my papers what i will do is is let my um my mother knows where my papers are okay um i know know where her papers are are also, as, as they start getting older, my name is on her account. Her name is on my account mm. in case something happens. Um, so we have so we have um, a lot of those things. I, I don't know why so the church, I don't know why the, this seems like something that the church should be talking about. And pass you think out. So? Yeah. some type of booklet or manual I mean, to make what, it easy. I think, again, you know, when you're dealing with older people. I mean, we might what's it? I mean, you had the funeral at church. I think that should be part of the Sunday school lesson or something. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say part, but a lot of the mega church, and not even mega churches, I agree with you. Those are things that probably should be discussed because sometimes for some people who are very spiritual, if, if their spirituality is within a, a, a the system of the church, um, then I think it's easier for them to talk about transitioning. Right. So I would so in that particular instance, like if they have a class, if they do something like that, I do agree with you. I think it's much easier, but I think you need to start preparing for some things beforehand. I mean, I have a friend that her the house was, you know, her, her mom put the house in her name. Her mother's not still is not sick, but her mother put the house in her name maybe ten years ago, mm. just in case something happens. Because you have to understand if anything happens and and. You know, and you cannot take care of that person, and they have to. Um, you may they may have to go to a nursing home, and you don't want it. Now you're talking about the federal government. Mm-hmm. I don't want the nursing home to get their hands on anything because people work all their lives, and they will snatch up. They will snatch it real quick. Absolutely. You know everything. what? I'm gonna tell y'all really then, quick. And then we're gonna let Doc go. One of the things I thought I wanted to invest, that I still think I want to invest in, is building my own personal nursing home. Really. So, so when I get ready to leave, I'm gonna have it all laid out. Just when I, if, when I get to the point where I have to go to the nurse home. Oh, just for you? 
Yeah, I'm oh, going to have you I'm going to make a apartment complex full of I thought, I thought he was, I thought he was trying to have a big heart too. And that's what I was thinking. No, that's so what let, I, me, let, let me let me tell you. Straight back to him. It but is, but it let me did, tell did you. you I, I, no, I'm see, seriously. I see he has been studying the habits of his president. I have. I have, but I I'm really with I'm seriously. I was thinking about having a retirement like little village. For, you know, just my closer friends, like you and Donna, all y'all can, we all have a little spot. So I recognize these old people I'm hanging around. I that's dope. New, I, 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 I like that. Now, no will, it, will it be out in, in nature? Will it be in the we middle of the city? Nature. Or we're going to have a okay. theater and well, everything. you are in all honesty, and I know you guys, I know, we, you know, I have to go, but you're, you're making a joke out of that. But there are more and more people who are actually saying, hey, we need to look at getting a house. I'm serious about that. Yeah, a plot of land, for real. I'm serious about that. Because, because. At the end of the day, it's either it's more and more people who are um, living who don't have children. Mm -hmm. There are more and more people who have children. I have friends who have children that will tell you, I love my kids, but I do not want them Taking to care take care of me. Mm -mm. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to have it so y'all can't have these, these young folks coming up to my company. It's like, uh-uh, no, because they <laughs> nah. So you're going to get a plot of land way out like Tyler. I'm going to get a plot of land. Right, and I'm going to have, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a 50, 50 apartment suite. And it's going to be lavish. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to have a restriction. Y'all can have y'all nephew just come stand overnight more than one night because it seems like they're trying to <laughs> turn this into an apartment because uh, they got to go. What are the financial the requirements? The and here's the question. The question is, expensive. is it really a nephew or are you just trying to pick you somebody up? That's now? exactly <laughs> right. You're trying to get part of your little social so, security check. So <laughs> that's it. But anyway, so no, I appreciate you guys allowing me. <laughs> Doc, thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate to discuss the topic. Uh, and next week I will come on and I will discuss um hate. I will discuss hate, the impact of hate, because I think that is very uh prevalent in our culture right now and mm -hmm. it's really muddying our focus mm -hmm. on everything, mm -hmm. including yes. going to vote. Doc, I'm gonna I'm gonna close you out with this. Your favorite listener is on the air talking about uh <laughs> gonna send me a message talking about I'm, I need to let them know what my policies are because they're gonna outlive me. <laughs> I'm sending to eat some celery as we speak. <laughs> Doc, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good one. Thanks, Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Doc. Be Bye. safe. Be blessed. Bye -bye. All right, y'all. That was Doc Sewell. That was a very good topic. We was just we literally were just talking. I mean, we about just that. brought it about who gonna get our little stamps when we leave. <laughs> Not stamps. Yeah, stamps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is that is definitely something to think about. All the listeners out there have something in place just in case. Because you, you don't know what to do. You don't know. We definitely. Day, you don't. Yeah, yeah. I, all I want to do is make sure that my stuff don't go back to the federal government or to no nursing home that's going to take all my money and then put me on a little king, a little twin bed. I'm used to king size With the beds. little thin thin mattress, the yeah. little mat, they I, roll up. I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to have my own little fort, little thing with like 50 houses, suites. Like, what do you call those things? Villas, little, little small villas. Okay. And have some for special friends of mine. Oh, I don't want no new old folks around because they may do steal or do something. We're going to take a real quick break, play a little music. We'll be right back.
would you mind if I talk to you a minute? You know, sometimes we have a tendencies, or should I say we forget what a woman needs every now and then. That is, if you want to keep your thing together. Listen to me now. Do the things that keeps a smile on the face. Say the things that make you feel better every day. And you got to stay on your P's and Q's. If you don't, the woman you can easily lose.
Think about Let It Go, TKO. That whole regimen of music we just played a minute ago. Yeah, you know, I just kept saying I want to go home. It reminds me of being home, family reunion, that kind of thing. And just you missing chilling. home, man. You need man, to go home and put home. your feet on go. the ground. My brother went home a couple of times, but he had to go home for other circumstances. But he, he we was talking about today. It just feels good to be home. It does. Regardless of what your the situation people. is, just yeah. to lay eyes on your people. And, you know, yeah, because you can't and, touch. And feel that spirit. Yeah. of being in that in, yeah. in that area. So. Make yeah, the, at least you can make eye contact if you can't touch. A, see a tree to remind you that you played around when you was a little yeah. kid or the whole environment. I need to be in that environment. So I'm going to think I'm going to take me. If I don't go home, I'm not going home next week because we got the television shoot. Okay. But the following week, yeah, I'm going to head on down to the SIP. All right. Head what on down to the SIP. I might break a habit. I mean, I, I might actually. No, I'm not going to eat no fish because I haven't been eating fish or anything. I don't eat. You don't eat fish anymore. You know, I got to get a couple recipes from you on on that. You know, um, not with the the, the, the certain ones. You like know, the like hummus tub. I'll do the hummus. Yeah, yeah. And then if you know any of like the uh, not protein bars, but something that's like uh, Has protein in it, like granola type. Okay. something. So you know, I'm on working that on that. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. working on an actual bar of some sort. I don't have to put one together yet, but but I'm working on on that as well. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all. We've had an absolutely amazing show. This Thursday today went by kind of fast. It went by really quick. It went by really yeah. fast. This is a really good show. Yeah. Our engineer today was Greg on the ones and twos and the threes and fours. Greg, thank you so much, man. Like he was like really trying to make it for the day. The rain got you. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the old fashioned health show. This is our Thursday medical update on COVID and all health related. This is Alvin and Edmund on the real eleven hundred. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.